Hello, 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 hello. Welcome, Life Chasers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back. This is Life Goes On Podcast with the girl, Jacine, a.k.a. Judy, a.k.a. Jude. And it's Brandy, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Ooh, Okay, this is going to be a funny I feel like it's mainly going to be a funny topic um, because I feel like a lot of us young professionals, especially those who are Caribbean descent, um, we are in this boat. Um, Definitely in this boat. Um, We're not driving it, but we in this boat. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, We're going to talk about the fact that we still live with our parents. Sheesh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But life is Life is going on. It always goes it on. Go with, it's going on. Ooh. All right. To start off, we're going to bring it back. We're going to do a little throwback. Mm-hmm. So, Jude, tell us, what was it like growing up with your Haitian parents mm. before you even came to college? Yep. Um, both of us were our undergrad. We actually lived on campus. Mm-hmm. And now that we're in um, our master's program, we also live on campus for the most part. Mm-hmm. But what was it like growing up with your Haitian parents? Yeah, so as I said in the first second, first or second episode, um, I have a big family. Um, and so growing up, we were, we were really close. Um, and our parents were, ve- I don't want to, I don't want to say very strict. I don't want to use the word strict to define the way my parents raised me. Um, however, my upbringing compared to my American colleagues in um, school <laughs> was very different, very different. Um, my parents didn't really believe in the whole idea of sleeping over. They didn't they didn't understand that. There's um, no such thing. There's no such thing for them. No such. Thing. There's no such thing. They told me if I wanted to sleep over, then I can sleep over in their room. If I wanted to sleep <laughs> over, <laughs> for real. Like it came to the point where I was like, y- my friends even knew they were like, yeah. we're not even gonna ask. Don't even you. ask. Don't even ask. Like, Cause like, yeah. Cause we know you're not gonna come. Exactly. Like you know when you were that person <laughs> who would go to like your friend's party, and everyone would sleep over, and then it's like. Nine Bye. o'clock, <laughs> your uh, parents pull up. <laughs> I see you. That's cool. <laughs> that's literally how it was. That's literally how it was. And I think, you know, being have my parents, our parents, I should say, coming from Haiti and coming to a new country, they definitely brought their ideas of parenting from Haiti straight to America. And it didn't it didn't for them? It didn't matter that they were in a different country. It didn't really matter to them. Um, so growing up, I was. Especially being the the second oldest, but being the first girl in my family, mm-hmm. um, there was I could like hang out with friends. Um, however, if it wasn't in front of the school or behind the school, I couldn't hang out with them. Um, I rarely went to their houses. Um, as the saying goes, it was literally leko legli zlakai for me mm-hmm. growing up, and my parents held true to that those statements to yeah. the max. So I wonder for you, because um, I have all sisters. I don't have any brothers, unfortunately. Um, but I wonder what the differences were oh in kind gosh. of you and your sister versus all of your brothers and the things <laughs> that you see, because I hear about it, but I've mm-hmm. never fully experienced it for myself. Oh, of course. Um, that's one of the main reasons why I still live with my parents. Um, 
I definitely had different standards of what I could do and what I could not do um, growing up. Their sense of, you know, their rules, I should say, were different. Although, although they say like, oh no, our rules for everybody is the same. And it, no, it was it was completely different for me. And my older brother and my younger brother comes right after me. So the three of us, our rules were completely different from each other. Mm-hmm. And my mom to this day will say like, no, it's because you have quote unquote more to lose. That's why my rules are different and everything. So it was definitely growing up. It was definitely, I could see the difference. Um, I can imagine that's frustrating. Yes. I was very upset about the difference. Um, to this day, like I had multiple, I have multiple conversations with my parents about the difference and, but like we, we worked some of this stuff out. We'll get more into that deeper in this episode, but it was definitely difficult because my siblings, my brothers did like, we all, I mean, we all did sports in elementary school. We all did sports in middle school, Mm -hmm. but like when they would do sports, they'd like, they'd be okay. Like hang out with their friends after and everything. Me, I have to go straight home. I remember one time my dad asked my dad, I said, Oh, can I, go over my friend Hope's house. He was like, no, you have to go home. I said, why? He was like, there's stuff to do at the house. I said, how dare you? You know what they used to call me on some real stuff? My um, like church family used to call me Cinderella. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They're like, oh, Justin can never grow up. She I be feeling like a Cinderella cleaning. sometimes because when that clock strikes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to be in the house. Right. And our clock was not 12 o'clock curfew. <laughs> but no, we gonna get into that soon, <laughs> real soon. But yeah, that was that's roughly my experience growing up. Mm. Mine is pretty similar. Um, I like I I don't really like to say my parents are strict because I've seen really strict parents, mm-hmm. but my parents are strict. Um, <laughs> I'm a preacher's daughter, so growing up in the church, it, there's just there's really not a great sense of freedom to do what you want Mm. never really has been but at the same time I feel like my sisters and I are relatively independent where Mm -hmm. we can do things on our own but it's still that thing of respect your elders Mm -hmm. so like anything we do is like I remember when I was a teenager everything I did was disrespectful Mm. because I like to stand up for myself so it was what it was um but there's this amazing article that I read. Um, it's by Union Suite. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Le Union Suite. Um, so it's an article about Haitian children kind of being raised to be dependent rather than independent. Mm. So I'm just going to read a little excerpt out of it. So you can find it on their website. Um, we'll put the link um, of the website in one of our posts on Instagram. Yes, yes. Um, So it goes, furthermore, we have to admit that the situation gets even worse when you're an adult still living at your parents' house. For instance, Haitian parents have that saying, translation, as long as you're in my house, you live by my rules. So no matter how old you are, how mature we think we are, it takes a lot of guts for us to go over our parents' head and to do something they clearly don't want us to do. That's why some of us never take any risks, too afraid of what they're going to do or say. We just settle and decide that we'll wait until we have our own place. Mm. Do you feel like that creates a, like a false 
independency, like a false sense of independence. The fact that, the fact that like growing up in the house, like we're young adults technically, we're young adults, and we know at this age, either we should be preparing for. I mean, not I shouldn't say should, but like society has kind of set the frame that at this age you should have like Mm -hmm. you expected to have some sense of independency um you should be looking at you know apartments to move out Mm -hmm. and like it's a normal age to move out in Mm -hmm. american culture and western culture and as you know haitian first generations children growing up Mm -hmm. young adults growing up do you think since we there are times where we are quote unquote independent and we do have certain responsibilities, but at the same time we don't because we're still under the house and we still have to abide by certain rules. Do you think that like creates a false sense of independence? I think it does. I think for our, our parents and those within our Haitian community, we can be seen as independent because we know how to cook a meal. Mm -hmm. We know how to do our own laundry we know how to um, work really well mm-hmm. with kids. We're going to school. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're seen as very independent. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty of mm-hmm. it, financially mm-hmm. um, and in other ways, we're still very reliant mm-hmm. on on our parents. And I think it comes to the point where we need to accept that mm-hmm. and to learn from it. Because think about it. when When you get sick, Oh, I be calling my mom. I call my mom ASAP. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, mommy, I need tea. I need everything. I need the fay. I need the gingham. Boil it up. Mm -hmm. Boil it up. But like, you know, it's that there's a fine line between reliance and dependence as well as having a really great relationship with your parents. parents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think sometimes Haitian parents like that control. Mm hmm. And, and those that, lines are blurred completely. That power. So, mm-hmm. and you can't really have a, a conversation about it entirely because, again, the disrespect, mm-hmm. the, you know, and, you know, in the, the Bible, we want to be respectful of our elders. Yeah. And our so it's just a very tricky mm-hmm. situation culturally, especially with um, how children were raised in Haiti. And then mm-hmm. we're kind of, in a, in a sense, we're literally in our heads battling between this Americanized individualistic culture mm-hmm. where we're supposed to be independent. And, and then back at home, we have this very collectivist yep, culture. That's so true. Um, for me, when I'm on campus, I feel like I'm so independent. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can do everything on my own. When I come home, sometimes I feel like I revert back to the mindset of when I was a teenager or a child mm-hmm. because of the environment. So do you think that's kind of like a psychological thing? Because sometimes I feel as though, I do revert back and my tendencies yeah. change to where I'm more submissive. Yeah. I guess you could I, say. I would definitely say it's it's more of a it and we're not we're not we're not bashing our parents. We're not oh, you know coming at I you love know, our my parents. parents. <laughs> we just we recognize that, you know, the beginning and the end of the day, our parents raised us the way they knew how. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom always tells me that none of us came with a manual. You know, she didn't know what she was doing at first, you know, she's learning day by day but i think what you to go back what you said is there you know a psychological mindset that we have when we get in the environment of parents when we get back home i definitely think there is because 
um, I know for me, like when I'm at school or when I'm doing things on my own, like, yes, I'm independent. Yes, I'm doing this and a third. But like there's something in the back of my head where it's like if I'm doing certain things to like better myself or like be more independent, I feel a sense of guilt because I'm not helping my family. Mm. You know, I'm not reverting back to, oh, like, hey, like I'm. I'm this far in the steps, but let me look back just to make sure everybody at home, everybody right, in the house right. is okay too, and then I'll move forward, you know? Right. Um, I had my, th- it's actually one of the, part of the reasons why I came to live on campus. Um, our school, my school is very close to, um, un- for undergrad, my school is very close to my house. It was like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. So if I really wanted to, I could have commuted. Um, and it was a battle for, for my parents to agree to let me be on campus. It was a very big battle to the point where, like, my uncle had to step in and, like, we all talked about it, like, the benefits and everything. And one thing he told me was that, Jitsin, if you do not um, live off on campus, you will not be able to succeed the way your parents and you and me want you to. Mm. And, like, for me, that was, like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, why wouldn't I be able to succeed with the support of my family? But at the same time, there's this with the the responsibility that we as um young professionals have and being caribbean descent um with the collective collectivism mindset we have a great sense of responsibility to our family mm-hmm. regardless of where we go regardless of what we're doing we have a you know a weight on our shoulders that if we're doing good we need to make sure everybody behind us or not even necessarily behind us but everybody in our family is doing good too Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that has definitely weighed on me to the point where it's like when I think about even thinking about moving out, like I almost You're get anxiety selfish. because I'm like, what? Wait, 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 wait. Why would I move out? You know, when I have all this quote unquote support, it is support. But at the same time, I do think it's sometimes it serves it as a hindrance. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because when you think about it, how are we going to learn to be independent if we literally do not separate mm-hmm. ourselves from... It's a nurturing environment. Yeah. It's a great environment. Like, my parents have instilled so many amazing values in me. And I always remind my parents of that. Like, um, when they... If they get upset, if, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm out, um, kind of late, I kind of say, you know, listen, like, you instill you these values me in me... You mm. should be able to trust and know mm. that I'm going to reflect that. Um, and I think they know that. It's just... They just have a hard time, like... Letting go. Letting it letting it happen. And I'll never understand that until I'm... A parent. A mother, mm-hmm. God willing. But... That's so true. It's hard. So I think reminding your parents of, you know, you did a good job raising mm-hmm. me. Like, I... <laughs> you should see what's going on right. out here, Mom. Right. Kudos <laughs> to you. It's crazy. Kudos <laughs> to you. But at the same time, like... How do you, I think this is like a piece of advice that we can, you know, give our listeners who are trying to have those conversations with their parents. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we probably have good relationships with our parents, you know, where we can have those conversations. We can have those discussions with our parents. Um, so how do we, what advice can we give someone who, like, I don't have, I've never talked about that with my mom or I never talked about that with my dad. You know, I'm thinking of moving out, but like, I don't know how to bring that up. I'm still navigating this (laughs) myself. So I can't even say that I have, I have an idea of what I want Mm -hmm. it to look like. Um, I do want to sit my parents down and 
I think it will give them a sense of comfort in knowing that you have a concrete plan. Mm-hmm. Because I, I would I wouldn't want to move out and then move back, back in, in oh, and Jesus. then move out and then it's kind mm-hmm. of because it's like a in that dependency it's a security blanket mm-hmm. like god forbid anything happens i know i can go back to your parents back home uh-huh. at this point in time um so i think just having a concrete plan and laying that out to them of this is how much i'm making this is how much i have saved up i'm a very logistical person mm-hmm. so just narrowing that down and then explaining to them and like reassuring them. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they're honestly just going to disagree and then you just have to do it and then they'll learn to accept yeah. it. Yeah. So, that's, I think that's and right. I think that's the hard part mm-hmm. because, you know, when you first do it, it's literally like the rashing of mm-hmm. life. Like it's like everything is burning. Mm-hmm. You know that SpongeBob meme of like all everything burning and like <laughs> he's trying to get the paper. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. it is. It really is. So you, sometimes you have to let that happen and then it does get better. Because eventually you're going to be able to put the fire out. And I feel like sometimes when I'm on campus, I have a a growing fondness for my relationship with my parents. And I think they do, too, where I'm like, you know, when I go back home, it's a lot more meaningful Mm -hmm. than kind of being in each other's faces every day. Yeah. Um, Because I think sometimes that's when we can get under Mm -hmm. each other's skin. I feel like you, you become more grateful for their parent presence. Oh, for sure. So and I think that's with any mm-hmm. relationship, too. That's true. So, like, bottom line, Brandy, why do you still live with your parents? Honestly, <laughs> um, f- first of all, <laughs> first of all, um, I'm still in my graduate program, so mm-hmm. a girl is broke. Mm-hmm. Um, so, more so for financial reasons right now. And that's still so like I when going back to graduate school right after undergrad I didn't really have that time to live with my parents fully but on the weekends and on the breaks I've gotten a taste Mm -hmm. and I don't know how I feel about the taste (laughs) it's kind of sour in my mouth Mm -hmm. well why do you still live with your parents um just as you said um so mine is definitely for for the first point is cost of living um I'm definitely not where I want to be in order to support myself and, you know, live on my own. Um, because a one-bedroom apartment, according to Boston.com, is $2,340. Per month? Yes. <laughs> and then in Alston, Massachusetts, which is a really nice place and, like, you know, a little... It's not too, like, suburban, but, like, it's not too, like, you know, whatever. It's, like, $5,000. Ooh, mm-hmm. oh no! So man. I've been looking, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> and I, I, I know I can't afford it at the moment. I cannot afford it, and mm-hmm. I think also being, um, in a graduate program, mm-hmm. you know, where my time is mainly my studies right now. I, I can't afford it mm-hmm. at all. Um, but I think, for me personally, a second point of why I still live with my parents is because of emotional reasons. Um, I personally feel like I'm not ready emotionally to live on my own Um, because so I am very 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 close with my family to the point where like it's probably disgusting to some people but like I'm very close with my family one and then two um I am I've realized that I am and how do I say like a big emotional support for my parents um I have a very close relationship with both my parents and 
you know, my siblings, all younger than me, um, rely on me emotionally, you know? And so for me, personally, like, I, just the other day, just the other day, I was talking to them about how um, the end of my, like, how many years I have left, like, we were talking about that, because I hadn't seen them for, like, I think a week or so. And so I was like, yeah, like, I have a year left, and, like, I'm excited to be done and everything. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, we're excited. And my little brother was like, oh, I feel like I haven't even seen you. You know, I felt like i seen you for, like, four hours, and that's it. I was like, Janency, I've been home for, like, two days. But it's been, like, it feels like four hours. And so I was like, okay, like, I get it. In his mindset, you know, his he feels like he doesn't have enough time with me. You get what I'm saying? So, like, and I realized that for them, I've been in their life ever since they were younger, ever since they were little. Like, that's, they've known that Jitsun's always there. And so even mentioning that, hey, like, I I told them, I was like, hey, like, I've been thinking about, you know, moving out and, like, you know, probably moving out of the state. And, like, it was a big thing in the car. They were like, oh, no, you can't do that and everything. And I realized that, you know, they definitely rely on me more than, you know, just a, oh, that's just my big sister type of thing. You know, it's an emotional attachment, an emotional support that I give to them. So, like, that's why personally, like, I'm emotionally not ready to move out because of them. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard. But, like, I also know that on the flip side, where I want to go in my life, like, I can't live with my parents until, like, I'm 35. Mm. Which I know they'll accept it. Mm -hmm. do you think that like emotional because i've seen this for a lot of people i know Mm -hmm. that emotional support um kind of sets you back it definitely does (laughs) it definitely does um because i think i remember when i was so i the first year of graduate school i was um living i was home so i was not on campus i was commuting back and forth and First of all, like that transition from being on campus all four years and then going back, moving back home was very difficult for me. However, I couldn't fully show that it was difficult for me because I had to, one, I had to get back right into school. So I had to put my mindset back for that. And then also I had to not only support my family emotionally, but like in every other aspect Mm -hmm. while going to school, Mm -hmm. while going to work. So, like, it definitely pushed me in a way where it's, like, when I would be, like, oh, like, I want to do this for myself or I want to hang out or, like, I want to go see, I want to go to the museum. But it's, like, oh, but, like, they need help with this and maybe I'll go drop off them. And then, you know, so, like, you start to, and, like, our parents want to push us, but, like, being in that predicament for me, like, I put my own interest and my own self-development on the back burner in order to make sure, like, everybody else in the house was good, was good. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think there are like pros and cons of moving back in mm. with your family. I think one of the pros is definitely, like we said, the mm-hmm. financial reasons. The fridge is always stocked. Facts. Never empty. Mm-hmm. Varieties, <laughs> options. Um, but again, like I think one of the biggest cons is really like that emotional investment. Mm-hmm. Um even my studies, like, I, I can't go to school and, like, be at home and do my homework at home. Yeah. I, I physically I can't, mm-hmm. 
can't. It just serves as too much of a distraction. Um, but it's really, it's really, it's really difficult. But I think being back home, I can really save up mm-hmm. um, for what I, because I do want to move out. Um, and I think it's also that conversation of who are you moving out with? Oh, is it mm-hmm. um, with a significant other, with a partner? Or is it with friends? Mm-hmm. Is it on your own? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? So, Jude, have you thought about, like, what that would look like for you? Moving out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I definitely know I'm not moving out by myself. Um, two big reasons. Um, one main one is because I cannot afford it by myself. Um, yeah, the hope is that I'm making enough money to, like, support myself. But I don't want to spend... I don't... I don't want to do $3,000 all by myself for rent, honestly. And then secondly, um, I would like to be move move in with somebody because I don't want to be in a house by myself at all. Um, I like people, and I like to hear that someone else is there with me. Um, so that's definitely why. Um, would I move? Who would I move in with? Um, I If I had a boyfriend, I'm single right now, y'all. Catch me. Slide in the DM. Um... I am single right now, but I do think if I had a boyfriend and I was financially stable and where I was and, like, I knew and we knew that we were going to get there someday as, like, fiancé, I would probably move in with him. Mm. And then I'd also, but before that, I would move in with a friend. So, like, plug, I'm trying to move in with Brandy. All right. Thanks. (laughs) How about you? Would you move in? Who would you move in with? Um, you better say me first. So, obviously. <laughs> um, but I think for me, it, I'm still debating whether or not I want to stay in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, going for my doctoral program, where that's going to be, I think mm-hmm. it's just a, a kind of, like, a lot of ambiguity right now. Um, but I, I definitely would move in with a friend mm-hmm. over anything, um, a.k.a. Jude. But... Uh, but i don't know i couldn't see myself living with my partner like cohabitating before marriage Mm. and i know it's a very controversial topic Mm -hmm. and we have different views on it Mm -hmm. so let's talk about it (laughs) so why wouldn't you move in with your significant other i think i take i take relationships very seriously so um, I'm a long-term relationship kind of person. Um, and I think, I don't want to say like never say never, but I just, I just don't see, I, I need commitment before I make that huge commitment. Um, and I understand that people want to get a sense of what their partner's like before mm-hmm. they get married, um, living styles, living arrangements. Um, I think that's what traveling is for more so, um, but I, I just don't think that it's really that healthy for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it's a privilege to get mm-hmm. to live with me, to be honest. Like, I think, you know, why would I offer my wife, you know, behavior to someone who's just my man without that commitment? I think I would move in with a fiance if that's like cohabitating or whatever but i just like cooking cleaning like all that stuff i just don't see myself doing it for just my 
my partner. I just I don't I don't know. So, but what if what if you are serious with your part your your partner like before you find out the, and you know you both know you are if you know then drop there. it put a ring but on it if you know you know if I, you I, know I, you know mm-hmm. and i think but i think it's too a lot of people aren't ready for that marriage mm-hmm. aspect like everyone everyone knows this about me like marriage is kind of like my first step and i know that scares a lot of people but that's just me personally. So, am I making any sense? You, to you th- I, like <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying. Like I get, I get what you're saying. But I think, for for me, like, I would, I would be open to living with a serious boyfriend, um, because I think for me, it's like I do take marriage seriously, you know. And if I am living with you as a boyfriend, like I get to see, you know, who you really are and like what side of you comes out behind closed doors when we're cohabitating with each other. And, you know, is it, is it things that I can handle? Is it things that I can, you know, take in? Is, are, can you handle me behind closed door? Are, can we mesh with each other? And if we can't, you know, I feel like, and like, I don't want to say like, it's like I can have an escape, but like, if I can't, then it's like, okay, like either, either we work on it in order to get to that next step. Or like if we physically, mentally, emotionally cannot work when we live together, because you see a different person, you see a different side of the person that you quote unquote love when you live with them. I understand that. But at the same time, I feel like one, you never really know. People, people can switch up and i think being in a living arrangement, you really place yourself in a predicament of, you know, what if things were, you know, for say going south, mm-hmm. what would that breakup look like when you have lease, mm-hmm. you have rent, you have all of these things. It's just, I feel like it's like a game almost. Mm. I just feel like there's, there's a lot to lose. Um, and that can be really, and I think at the same time, you know, we see a lot and there's research done on this too of, um, those who cohabitate prior to marriage and they never really end up getting to that marriage stage mm-hmm. um because comfortability sets in mm-hmm. i think we see that a lot like people people really often get comfortable and if marriage is ideal for you mm-hmm. and for your relationship then i think cohabitating is kind of a waste of time mm. i think but i think if you know that marriage is not your cup of tea which is a lot of people cohabitation is essential if you know you want to raise a family or you know you you want to live together but if marriage is your goal i don't see cohabitating prior to marriage really being important for you for me yeah well i definitely hear that i definitely disagree um and i think it's i think i disagree because i've seen you know both sides of of that scenario like what works and what doesn't work and i think personally i'm not like, saying it's an end all be all i'm not saying course. every situation is like the same yeah but like i think for me it's like i i personally would be comfortable and i think for me to even get to whole like let's think of moving in together then that means that probably means oh we're serious about this you feel me it's not like 
I'm going to move in with my boyfriend of two years, you know, but like if, if I'm even thinking or considering the fact that let's live together, like then it's actually serious. And we, we both know we're making it towards that next step of, okay, the next thing is, you know, we're going to get married. Um, and I think also, I mean, not necessarily, I think, I guess my question is, you know, what happens if you are with your fiance and y'all move in together and you realize you cannot live with this person? If I move in with my fiance mm-hmm. and I cannot live with that person? Yeah. If it's my fiance, we're going to learn to work that out. We're going to work that out. All right, as you all can see, Brandy is definitely working on, you know, no, faith in no, certain things, no, and because, I appreciate that. No, because I think if if I'm that committed, for me to say yes to someone mm-hmm. asking me to marry them and to be their fiancé, I will have faith that, you know, it's going to be, like, mm-hmm. a good situation. And you can tell people's living styles. I feel like that's just an excuse to try and move in together. You You can tell people's living styles how? first of all like travel travel is a great way to really get to know people honestly like um because people are out of their comfort zone i think um i i hear that but i also think people traveling people are so also especially when they're traveling with somebody they're also on their best behavior i don't think that's yeah. true at all I don't think that's because, true at all. Because as comfortable, like, you, I don't think you're going to be literally, as comfortable literally. as you wa- you are in your house than you are when you are traveling. Okay, but have you ever heard the saying, like, when you travel with your significant other, you either come back together or broken up? No, I haven't heard that. Oh, okay. Well, you're hearing it today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, but I do have a question, and maybe this is going off track a little bit, but bear with us because it's a good question, is um, since we're talking about fiancé, what do you think would cause you to break off a, a, a fiancé, a marriage? Engagement. Engagement. There we go. Fiancé. What? <laughs> Engagement. What would break off? This has nothing to do with... I know. That's okay. okay. That's okay. That's um, okay. The listeners will enjoy it. What would cause me to break it off? Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, disrespect. Disrespect comes in different forms um cheating for example um just just disrespect in general whatever that means for you however you interpret that no what it means for you because you're the one calling off oh. the engagement oh um disrespect in the form of cheating um putting your hands on me um what else what else what else um messing with my emotional um stability um uns- absolutely unsupportive um or like mooching off of me, things mm. like that. Things like that will really, or a switch up. Like if mm. you just act in brand new, just because you think you got me, mm. then that's definitely a conversation that we need to have. Okay. It would it would definitely be like something very. It wouldn't be something trivial. Okay. So it wouldn't well, it wouldn't be something trivial? No. Like what's trivial? Like trivial, like oh my gosh, like. I don't know. Like something silly. You know how you get into like oh. arguments? No, I got time for silly things. Silly. Okay, I feel that. I mean, if I were dramatic, I'd be like, take that ring back. <laughs> <laughs> take it back. No, nah, I take that ring and 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 bel gaya ring sa. Sorry guys. I said if I had the <laughs> ring, I would take it and go buy a nice house with the ring. So what would it take for you to break off an engagement? 
with your partner so i think some, some of the things that you mentioned definitely cheating um i th- also think that if if my mom oh that's a good one like on my mom's side like if my mom just does not get a good sense from this person a good vibe or like you know there's something you know about them that my mom's like "Mm -mm, i don't think this is the one then i i probably would heavily consider calling off the engagement but then again like my mom would know from the beginning but yeah yeah yeah. mom know from the jump but like i think i would from my mom's opinion opinion i definitely probably would consider cutting it off because as much as i want to ignore that she knows best but like she actually does because she knows me better than myself but speaking about our parents to go back to our parents sorry y'all that was a little tangent i hope you enjoyed it stay tuned for more but speaking (laughs) about our parents um i think one thing that i've learned you know with moving back in with my parents you know being off campus but also you know trying to decide if you know when i want to move off move out of their house is that um personally my parents have learned to grow with me um me and my siblings and i have come to realize that you know being a parent raising a first generation family in general um here in america is difficult is very difficult and i think i appreciate although there are times where i'm like my parents are very strict they don't let me be as independent as i want to um i think they have been able to learn how the American culture has influenced and impacted our lives, you know, regardless of our religion, regardless of, you know, the Haitian culture, regardless of anything else, but like they understand all the other factors that impact how they raised us mm-hmm. one by one. Because mm-hmm. um, my, my mom says this all the time that she, every time she's raising one of us like she raised not necessarily separate but like she has the mindset where each one of you all is different and like i'm doing this new with each one of you all Mm -hmm. so like my standards of like what i need to succeed and like if that is to be independent in the forms of moving out i know that my parents would eventually support me Mm -hmm. for like because like my brother cj comes after me He's about to move out in, like, the next year or two, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, he's financially, emotionally ready for that. And I feel like my parents, since they know him better than I do, they're going to be emotionally ready for that. With me, whenever I'm ready to, they'll be emotionally ready for it. You feel me? Yeah. For me, I don't think my parents will ever be all the way emotionally ready. Um, but I think they would want me to be readily available mm-hmm. if they ever needed me. Um, and that's something when you're so close to your family, you're so connected to your family, no matter how many miles away you are, that's mm-hmm. never going to change. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm really glad that I've gotten to the point where um, I'm even thinking about things like this and having that sense of freedom mm-hmm. over my life in a sense. Um, check back with, with us um, after we graduate, y'all. No, for real. Um, <laughs> check up, see how we're doing. <laughs> but I think they would be more open to um me moving out depending on who it's with mm-hmm. um oh, oh if yeah. it was if it's with if it's with um a partner uh they're not having that 
No it facts. Abs- absolutely not. They, they, they don't believe in that stuff. <laughs> but I think I think they'd be more open to a friend then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But um, that. Do you have anything else you want to add? Um. I think the the only thing I want to add is if you are in the process of thinking, you know, okay, I am thinking about moving out. Um, I'm thinking about, you know, taking that next step. Um, definitely ch- check your intentions behind why you want to move out. Exactly. Um, make and sh- Yeah, and, like, pray about it. Because, like, if it's not something that your spirit is there for, like, if you – any – inkling that okay this might not be a good idea but like i want to do it and i want to challenge myself pray about it again um god mm-hmm. reveal it to you exactly. if that's the way for you to go but like really pray and check your intentions of why you want to move out mm-hmm. if you just want to move out because i want to be independent i want to do things on my own i want to you know be a big baller shot caller you know <laughs> think about it again but like if you if you know okay like in order for me to succeed in order for me to take the next level of where not only I want to be, but God wants me to be, then, you know, okay, like, then that's the next step for you. Um, But just make sure your intentions of moving out are right and you have somebody to lean on when you do because it's an emotional process. Mm -hmm. Um, Even thinking about it, it's an emotional process. But, yeah. What do you want to leave with the people? Um, I think... Just continue to be true to who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, with Haitian parents, sometimes they can be a little overdramatic. So not everything is in opposition. And y'all can work together to find a common ground. Um, but it needs to be that process of learning how for you mm-hmm. to kind of let go of that mm-hmm. um, childhood version of yourself that mm-hmm. they see you as. Um, and I think that's going to grow like the respect that they yeah. have for you in your independence. Um, so kind of detaching yourself from that mm-hmm. old version of yourself in order for you to grow. Yeah. Or else I feel like you're kind of going to remain stagnant. Um, and also for them to learn to let go of who you were before you moved into college. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Quick. Funniest story that you have living at home with your parents <laughs> in regards to their strictness. <laughs> uh, What's your curfew right now? My curfew right now is, um, okay, so my parents and I have an understanding. Um, I know that at 12 o'clock I should be in the house because I say, and for my English listeners, that means it's the devil's hour. Um, so I have an understanding that it depends on my curfew depends on what time I leave the house. Um, but nice. if I leave the house around like 10, 11, um, then I should be coming into the house around 12, one o'clock. Um, although sometimes I break that, um, I always tell them like, I'm just outside. So my parents and I have grown to an understanding. Hmm. It used to be 12 o'clock. Just like everybody else in my house. Oh, wow. Yeah. What's yours? My curfew? Mm-hmm. Um, my curfew was 11, and then I kept showing up late, and it then it got bumped to <laughs> 9. Um, 
and then mm-hmm. I was better, but then it got extended to ten ten thirty, and then I messed that up, and then I went back to nine, um, and then I've been pretty good. <laughs> so now it's back at eleven. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> you see, but that's another issue. We out here twenty three whole years old. And literally, literally. But I, I can't because I need to get in the house. So in order to get in the house, I need to, <laughs> I need to rest my head. So I need to. Is that connected to your funny story, Brandy? Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. So, <laughs> so one time I decided to go to a birthday festivity. Um, it was good, wholesome, fun. I think it was bowling. There are a couple occasions where that's what I do. Um, one was a bowling thing. And then, um, it was time for me to go home. But you know when you're out with your friends and, like, you, mm-hmm. you know, you're really not keeping track of the time. And the next thing you know, I look at my clock. Like, it was, like, 1130. And I was like, boy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, listen, y'all, I got to go um, pray for me because I don't know what I'm going to witness mm-hmm. when I get back. Um, And then, no, I actually think it was closer to like midnight. Mm-hmm. And then like by the time I got home, it was like close to like 1230 in the morning. Um, Yeah, my parents locked me at the house. <laughs> <laughs> for how long? Um, It was, oh, my sister came to the rescue. She rescued me. Um, it wasn't funny in the moment. I was actually very upset. Mm-hmm. Um, but she <laughs> let me in and they told her if she ever let me in again, um, <laughs> she, she, gonna get she, it. she gonna find out. Mm-hmm. So, um, but she came in clutch. Shout out to Dosh, my A1 day one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, you know, when you, when you come in late and they waiting for you at the dough. Yeah, my parents don't sleep. Ever. My parents don't sleep. <laughs> yeah. When you're out, they don't sleep at all. No, they don't sleep. And until they text you. Get you yeah. Or the calls. Oh yep. my goodness! Oh my gosh! The voicemails, bro. I can't deal with it. I cannot. <laughs> Long story short, um, that's the story about how I got kicked out of the house for like five minutes until my sister came and saved me. Wow, <laughs> five minutes. It felt like thirty Forever, minutes, right? Yeah, cause I was no, cause I was like, I was like, oh, they changed the passcode. <laughs> no, cause we have like a remote control, so mm-hmm. we can unlock the garage from our car. Um, and then I was like, hmm, let me go outside and test the code. So I tested the backup code. It didn't work. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> and then I thought about it. I was like, I know they didn't lock me yeah, out. And they did. And then they did. Mm. <clears throat> Struggle. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What's your story? My story is, um, my, um, okay. Um, so one time I decided to, um, flun in, in the streets. And what mm, that means is, um, flunny. um, escape and have fun in the streets right <laughs> and so um um i went out with my friend we went to the mall at first my dad dropped me off went to the mall at first it always starts at the mall and then um we decided to um have a little fun and go somewhere else so we went somewhere else Ew. um time was passing um more time was passing the time be flying yep, bro. when you're having fun right um and then um <laughs> when it was time for us to go home we missed our bus <laughs> um <laughs> And it was already 12 yo, o'clock. Ev- we missed yo, our bus. Facts. Everything. When you um, need to get home, everything yep, be against you. And then um, we got on the train. And then we were on our train, the train back home. And then um, my friend was like, we have to call our parents to come get us. <laughs> because they, we couldn't get home. All the buses were done. 
<laughs> so I had to call my dad to come get what me. What time was it? <laughs> it was probably like one o'clock in the morning. Dang. Mind you, I'm pretty sure I was in like eighth or ninth grade. Wow. And so my parents were tight. They were so tight. So my my dad came to get both of us. He dropped my, my um friend home. And there, her, her mom was waiting for her. And so she was like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to talk to you in the morning. And then, like, but, like, that's the thing. Like, my friend was the buffer in the car because I knew my dad wasn't going to say anything until my friend was out of the car. Yeah. Right? But, like, my friend is Haitian, my friend is Haitian too. So, like, yeah. we were both getting rushed. Right. Regardless, no matter what. Right. So then we end up getting home. My mom let me go to sleep. The oh, next that's even worse because she got time to think about it. So the next morning... My mom basically told me that I can't hang out with that friend anymore. That I can't. That I can't. I can't. I can't do anything. That I need to be home by eight o'clock. And if I'm not home at eight o'clock, at eight fifteen, if I don't show up, if I don't call, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> that Yo, was it. I don't even know what. I don't. What made know the whole situation is. worse was that we went to the same church. Me and my friend went to the same church. So when we got to church that same weekend, everybody was talking about it. Oh. Everybody was like, "How dare you? You know, be out that late and everything. Dang. And you, you don't have a house and everything." So for a grip, I was me and my friend were both on lockdown. Like I couldn't do any extracurricular activities. I couldn't do anything. Dang. We were both on lockdown, and we couldn't even sit next to each other in church. <laughs> <laughs> my Yo, whole church was life. in on it. They said these two, fuego. I was like, oh my okay. Gosh. But Dang. that's our stories. Um, we would love to hear y'all stories in in our DM. So please send us your funniest story of your parents, um, whether it's in discipline, whether it's, you know, if you had that conversation with your parents saying, um, hey, I'm ready to move out or thought about it. Please send us your stories. We would love to listen to them, read them, and we might even post them on Instagram. Not exactly. might, we will. Yeah. Or send us your curfew. Your yep. current curfew. <laughs> <laughs> your current past. What it is. What your curfew is. Yes. All right, y'all. Um, so that's it for today's episode. Thank, Thank y'all you so, so much, much for listening. For listening. <laughs> um, make sure to follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. at Life Goes On Pod and Podcast. Mm-hmm. Life Goes On Podcast and Twitter <laughs> at Life Goes On Pod, P O D. Yes. And thanks for listening to our podcast. Thank you. Appreciate that.